more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Welcome back to High Tide. Kieran Allen and Grant in the studio. It's up to a lovely southwest. Laurie McAnally, good morning. Yes, good morning. Lovely, windy southwest. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're not going boating this weekend. Hey? You're not going boating this weekend. No, I'm doing the list. The lists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the lists. <laughs> you know, the honeydews. That's the one? Honeydews. Honey, do this. Honey, do that. Honey, do something else. Yeah, honeydews. Anyway, we'll start with answering um, the question from uh, about oyster sporting. Yes. From Bobby, well, from the two Bobbies. You've got Bobby Searle and Bobby Dean. You don't hear much from Bobby Searle, but you certainly hear plenty from Bobby Dean. <laughs> um, <coughs> oysters spawn along the coast at different times, but uh, when oysters are at their very, very best to eat, that's when they're big and fat and plump, that's when they're about to spawn. So... Uh, uh, it's a combination of salinity and water temperature, and it tends to happen basically the same time in each river. So here, October, November, in southwest rocks. But right down the coast, if you went to Marimbula or Pambula or Naruma, it happens um, March, April, May. Okay. So, yeah, so that's why the oysters are sometimes what they call spent. They look thin and watery. That means they're spawned out. Right, Okay. So, and of course, for our guys here, it's just really, really lucky. They do it just before Christmas. <laughs> and that's that's why they call it, so they've got a uh, creamy taste because they're ready to spawn. That's right. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, the plumper they are, the more in row they are, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, well, you've got a lot of... Oh, always, all these people who don't like oysters, I never believe, I look them right in the eye. You don't <laughs> like oysters? You're kidding. <laughs> uh, I... I Take them or leave them most of the time, but I like Kilpatrick. I like Mornay. Um, I prefer Pacifics to Sydney Rocks. Yeah, yeah. And you prefer well, farm prawns. To says it all. I do. I do. He likes I big do sandwich. prefer the farm prawns because I like the sweeter taste instead of the salty taste. Oh, right, huh? Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, cook cook your prawns in brown sugar. You'll get a sweeter taste. Nah. <laughs> nah. Thank anyway, you for the no, thought. No so uh, we've had plenty of uh, interesting fishing this week. I, I always thought, you know, I, I fish Monday and the fish really bit up in the afternoon. We had just exactly perfect conditions. So uh, I got six nice flathead and two nice legal mulloway, which obviously I just kept... Uh, what happened was I caught the mulloway. Well, I wasn't targeting the mulloway. I was just... And I had switched from lures to live bait just, just to see, you know, because I felt like it. And... Uh, um, I caught two nice flatties first, about oh, a kilo and a bit. Just perfect eating size, you know, a kilo and a fraction, you know. Yes. So, sort of 60 centimetre flatty. So, I put two of them on the ice. I thought, yeah, that'll do me. Anyway, then I caught two five kilo mulloway, of course. They just, they were lipped, so I just shook them off with a pair of pliers. I didn't touch them, I just unhooked them with a pair of pliers. And I caught a few more smaller flatties, and oh, I had a great afternoon. Then, when I got back to the ramp, and I, I always think everyone sort of does the right thing. There's two clowns there with about, I don't know, six or seven flatties all over five, all around four or five kilo. Yeah. They've gone deliberately where, you know, there's people here, you know, I know where they are, so I don't go there. And uh, and then, uh, yeah, then another couple of guys came in with a few, uh, a hat full of undersized dewies and two good ones. And I thought, what's wrong with you, blokes? You don't, <laughs> you don't need all this fish. Well, they do, obviously. They must flog it or something. But, yeah... I don't usually have a whinge about what other people do, but they just got me. Just <laughs> I must have been in a bad mood. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just, you know, they, uh, if you say something nowadays, you like to get a good smack in the head. So, and I'm too old to fight now. So, <laughs> well, I'm bloody sixty-eight at the next birthday. Yeah. There's a limit. Yes. <laughs> you know, all I all I do is roll on the ground and pass out. I reckon now. <laughs> But anyway, so that, that that was that was my my a minor whinge for the week. I won't get stuck into anybody. It was just, it's just how it is. You know, you can't have fishing inspectors everywhere all the time. It's just and it was just I think it was just that the fish really bit up. The the drift was just the wind was into the current a bit, and it just held you up. It was that lovely just you were just gently you know drifting along, 
and it was absolutely perfect. There was bait fish everywhere, and I thought, oh, this is it. They're really going to bite. So I even got three mud crabs. I haven't caught. I'd caught two mud crabs all season and got three in one trap. So I had a good afternoon. I went home with you know two flathead and three mud crabs. So the next day was lunch was um, mud crab entree and and crispy flathead fillets with salad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, life gets pretty good out of the balcony when it's like that. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, that, so that was that. So all, all very interesting. So uh, we, we had a good, we had a good, obviously had a good time. But that, that, that also means there's a limited uh, fishing report this time this week because we haven't been out at sea except for Monday. Well, that's all right. There's no problems. I don't know. There's plenty of fish, but uh, I think this coming week the, the weather forecast is much better. And uh, it'll be uh, it'll be quite. Uh, I think you'll, you know. We'll, obviously, the river's going to fire up again. I'd say, and uh, offshore should be pretty good too. But we'll talk about that when we after you do your ad. But uh, you, you obviously on oh, Al McGlashan. Yeah, look, there's that many kingies at Fish Rock at the moment. You can, as I've said once before, you can hop out of the boat, walk, do a lap of the rock, and not get wet. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, if you stop the boat and throw some burley, which you're not allowed to do, by the way, at Fish Rock. Aren't you? Okay. No, but strangely, some people do it anyway. <laughs> I was telling him the same thing yesterday. Yeah. He wants to, he wants to feed a kingfish, go to Coffs Harbour. Yeah, Coffs They're in plague proportion around the island and the lighthouse. Heaps of them at the lighthouse at Coffs. They're having a huge run of kingfish. Yep. Well, see, they don't have the sharks here that we've got. Here, if it's legal, if it's legal... Uh, the sharks have got it. If you, unless you're catching like the pros do with um, 400 pound hand lines, and you, and you skull drag them straight to the boat, uh, you've got no hope. Okay. The sharks are that thick. They're onto them. If it's if it's legal and it pulls, if it pulls one foot of drag off the off the reel, it's gone. <laughs> okay. Anything, any any delay in the process, and the king of the sharks have got it. So you know it's pretty bad. But I don't know. Look. It's, there's nothing they can do about it. It's just, a, you know, it's just we, we don't harvest sharks anymore, and there's, there's it's not, and it's not restricted to here. It's right up and down the coast. So, hey, Laurie? the guys at Inskip Point who who used to make a living out of mackerel being have been driven out of the industry by sharks. Loz, I'll tell you this: that uh, Darren from down at Naruma yeah. was saying to me the amount of seals that have moved in, like big colonies, into every bay. And that mouth of estuaries, and he said, we're putting it down to the shark activity. It's driven them all in virtually up on the land. Yeah? Yep, he said. Well, I, was, I was amazed. My, I think I've told you, my sister's got a, a sort of little resort operation down at Bermagui. Whenever I go down there, I cannot believe the amount of seals. When we, when we used to fish there in the you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, you'd see a few seals. But in the rumour, I reckon there was 100 seals living on the break wall at Naruma. Yeah. yeah. And the cleaning tables, they've got really, really... Well, remember the guy who ran the charter boat down there? He got bitten on the back of the leg because he wouldn't throw the sealer... He wouldn't throw the sealer kingy head. Yeah, I think <laughs> the pelicans are moved because the yeah, seals are taken the seals, over. The seals come in and demand that when you're cleaning, when you're filleting your fish, they want the frames. Yeah. So uh, there, there, there are... Well, we get seals here every winter now. We get seals, they'll, they'll take up residence at... Um, on the ledge of Green Island, and as you go trolling past, when you're pro, as you go trolling past, they just jump in the water, and they just follow you along till you hook up. And the trick with them is, just go down the northwest side of, of, of Fish Rock, where all the illegal, all the little kingies are. Let them steal about half a dozen of them off you till they fill up, and then go and get the real ones. <laughs> well, I'm not going to give them. They'll take a five kilo kingy off you. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That's uh, what's that. Uh, by twelve, five. That's sixty dollars. Yeah, that's my donation to the Greenies for the week. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, and if they get three of them, you're short two hundred. Well, not, I'll, I'll guarantee you, not many people drop, you know, drop two hundred bucks in the in the blokes who are shaking their cup near the railway every every morning. <laughs> There's a limit. You're helping out the conservation. And in, in years gone, in years gone by, when when they actually. You know, you, you you sort of let them have one or two. Yes, in, and I'll tell you, in years gone by, there was a solution, but there's no solution anymore. <laughs> you get in trouble. Hang on, we'll take a break on that note. We'll talk with Laurie McInerney back soon. I used to drive seven hours to hospital and seven hours back. 
You know, when Bob first flew me to hospital from a chemo, it was such a relief. Can you imagine? A two-day trip became two hours. What Angel Flight does is a godsend. So please, support the work of Angel Flight, or if you can, get involved as a volunteer pilot or driver, because helping Angel Flight helps people who really need help. Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. Made from olives grown in northern Victoria, they're harvested and first cold-pressed within four to six hours to create a premium quality oil. This is what guarantees every bottle of Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour, elevating your entertaining and making your food taste even better. Cobram Estate, premium quality, great tasting and the healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. Relax and unwind before you take off when you stay overnight at Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel. Located just a minute's walk to the terminal and a five-minute stroll to the beach, Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel is your perfect home away from home. Enjoy a sundowner and meal at Ridges Rooftop Bar with views along the Gold Coast beaches and the hinterland. Visit ridges.com or you can call... Zero seven five six one nine eight one nine eight. If you're looking for value for money on all homewares, then check out the incredible savings at Peters of Kensington. You'll get more bang for your buck on cookware, small electrical dinnerware and tabletop items, kitchenware, Manchester luggage and more. All the top brands are at Peters. Scanpan cookware, Rydell glassware, Wedgwood dinnerware, Stanley Rogers cutlery and Sheridan towels. Visit their flagship store at 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, open seven days a week, or shop online, petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else? Today I'm talking to Tracy, who is one of Arbor Vitae's many happy customers. Hi, Tracy. Hello, Lee. When did you start taking Arbor Vitae and what for? I'm a cake maker by trade and suffered with sore hands for years, which is a common issue for my fellow bakers. They know how debilitating it is. A friend suggested I tried Arbor Vitae, and I can't believe how well it's worked for me. What benefits have you noticed from Arbor Vitae? It was after my second bottle that I noticed the difference. My pain has all but disappeared. It's like a magic potion. I'm able to work with no pain. No stretch of the truth. It's worked so well for me. It's wonderful to hear how much of a positive impact it has had on your life. Thank you for your time, Tracy. Arbovitae is an easy-to-take daily supplement that may help manage some of the most common health disorders caused by inflammation. Arbovitae health supplements are now available at Chemist Warehouse, Australia's cheapest chemist. Visit arbovitae.com.au. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Oh, we're live again. That's good to see. We're talking with Laurie McAnally up at Southwest Rocks with a good... (laughs) Oh, Grant said debatable. It's, It's funny having this person in the background that won't come on air, Laurie. No, I, I, I can hear him mumbling. I was going to call him Fang. No, it's Mumbles. It's Mumbles. Right-o. Yeah, the Fangs are gone. Yeah. <laughs> and just to reassure the listeners, I've, I've never done anything, well, only one thing horrible to a seal. I've never shot one. So one day I hit one. He came to the side of my boat as I was He had hold of a, well, he ruined a three-kilo snapper. He <laughs> tore the middle out of it. And I gave him a little tap across the snot with a, uh, with a, a piece of PVC pipe. It was the only one I ever... I've ever been the only time I've ever been really. He nearly came in the boat just by the by. It was, and yeah, it was. Uh, other than that, I've never harmed a seal. So, it was, uh, there you go. Did he get the hint? He's gone by. I have seen them. I have seen Johnny Jub down at um, uh, Bermagui. Used to really let let fly at them. Yes. <laughs> but well, they love it. They love the marlin board, don't they? Hey? Thank you very much. I'll just rest here until you bring them up. What's that? The, the seal, he loves to get oh, up no, on the marlin board at the back. Away from the boat. Yeah. And, and when your snapper's about 10 metres away, they can sense the vibrations. They just dive down and grab it by the throat and rip it off the line. That's very clever. They never got hooked. No. They didn't get the hooks no. in them. They just grabbed the, they used to grab the, uh, the, uh, the snapper by the gut, by the, where, where the gut joins the, the uh, gills, grab them right there and just swim off with them. Oh, yeah. And they'd, they'd sit there and lay on their backs and laugh at you. Yeah, yeah, paddle around. Yeah. Occasionally, just, was, one day I was just overwhelmed. <laughs> Although, hang on, I turned the tables on them. We were down at the banks one day, and one of them popped up 
beside, right beside the boat with a 10 kilo mulloway that he'd caught on the bottom. And as you know, mulloway have barotrauma, so they float. So I rushed, I gunned the boat straight at him. He let go of the, and he let go of the mulloway, and Julie gaffed it up, and it was still alive. <laughs> And Julie gaffed it, and we just put a nice 10 kilo mulloway straight into the icebox. It was lovely. <laughs> so I deprived the seal of it. I got square. I got half square. And let me tell you, they've, they've taken far more from me than I've ever taken from them. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we do see them here now. We used not to see them, but every winter now there's oh, between 10 and 12 usually on the uh, on the ledge there at Green Island. But hang on, isn't the water temperatures rising everywhere? Wouldn't yeah, they be they going are. further south? I mean, but the seal population is, is outstripping the food resource. Oh, okay. They've got to move. They've got to come north. Yeah. So, uh, but if you go, oh, I don't know, if you, if you, you, when you drive down to Tate, have you ever been around there? Julie's little bit of work around the oil rigs down at, you know, off Cape, off Otway. And oh, yeah. yeah. I was down off Bruni a few weeks ago. Yeah. And there's plenty and, of them there. If you, if you saw the photos of, you know, the mooring boys around the oil platform. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, there is, you, you can't get a cigarette paper between the seals. No. There's there are in, millions of them. Interesting down around southwest Cape there. They were up 20 and 30 metres off the water on the rocks. They climb up the rocks to yeah, find a bit yeah, of sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like to sunbake. They, you know, they digest their food and sunbake and yeah. generally have a good time and then go out and terrorise poor industry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Loz, on the same note... The sharky, he doesn't uh, get himself caught up too often on the hook. Oh yeah, they do. Oh, they're a bit they're a bit clumsier than seals. They're not as smart as seals. Oh, so but they're in, they're close to <laughs> Let it. Let me tell you though, I've I've I've, I've seen sharks settle the score. Yeah, I've seen that two or three times. They don't miss. Yeah. So uh, anyway, it's all look. It's just it, it's it's being out there in the, in nature's wonderland. Now, the fishing report for the week. Obviously offshore, um, we only fish Monday and Tuesday. Well, I think they got a few hours in Tuesday morning. There were, there were plenty of kingies caught on by the commercial guys down at Fish Rock. Yeah. You, if, as I said, if you're not fishing 400, well, you can't. We've got to fish with lures and bait. We've we're, got one arm tied behind our backs. So uh, that's that's pretty ordinary. There are plenty of trags up north when um, uh, when you can get at them. There were some good trags caught up to two kilo, two and a half kilo sort of fish, nice stuff. Uh, a few pearlies, a few snap, a few tusky. So that's all right, and we'll be good. Uh, I don't know how hard the current's going to run with this nor'easter all week. I've got a feeling you'll get a strong surface current. So I would start fishing inside 50 metres and then work my way out. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't go running out to any great depths to, um, thinking you're going to hit the bottom because you may not. Uh, the water is warm. There's blue bottles all over the beaches. Uh, 23 degree water, 23 and a half degree water. Plenty of mahi-mahi out on the fads. Oh, yeah. I presume uh, Coffs Harbour said the same, did they, Kieran? Yes, yes. <clears throat> yeah. There's been an odd, there's been an odd um, a few Bonito and Mac tuna and whatnot caught. So, look, it's, it's all starting to shape up okay for for the summer period. That's, you know, once all the... We, I mean, there were heaps of mahi-mahi caught, not one or two. The charter boats had, you know, plenty of them, so... Uh, that's, that's, that's gone all right. We're just about to lose our charter boat. We're losing one charter boat to Bowen. He's going to, I said Bowen on the air last time. He's going, going to Bowen. Bowen. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, you did say Bowen, huh? Yeah. I did say Bowen, but his family are from Bowen, but he's taking it to Bowen, the charter boat. And he's, I think, I don't know what he's Quite well no, known. Bowen is uh, very well known for growing tomatoes. Tomatoes? I thought they grew mangoes. Yep, well, before the mangoes, <laughs> they used to grow a lot of tomatoes. They grow tomatoes in winter. They're the only place yeah. where the tomatoes come from in the wintertime, yeah. Um, but, uh, so, no, so, that's, so Lauren Marie won't be operating over uh, after, the, I think, next week. He's got one, one week long charter to do and he's out. So, um, anyway, that's, that's, that's a pity for the town and a pity for uh, visiting anglers. But if you are coming at Christmas, I strongly advise you to book in because... Uh, the boys get really busy. Andrew from the on on uh, the river charter boat. He's 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 very good, and he had a, he had a on Monday he had a twelve kilo mulloway, so caught um, at the cut. So that was all right. He's, he's had a he's had a he's had a few good mulloway lately. So he's obviously you know he gives his of all the you know ones I've, I know you know we've had friends go out with him. He does a really good job. So. Uh, where else are we going to go? In the, 
beaches and rock very quiet. This nor'easter's kept it pretty ordinary. There is a long, a strong drift along the beach at um, Southwest Rocks here on the main beach, drifting from north to south. So you've got to use a lot of weight. I would say just whiting. I know there are whiting at, in the corner at that head. That'd be the pick. You're out of the way there. Um, once this southerly comes back, I, I think it's is a forecast tomorrow. My my forecast said tomorrow lunch and mid morning tomorrow here we get a southerly. Yes. So maybe Tuesday morning I'll get five minutes at sea. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it hasn't been good this, the last few weeks. Uh, the river, obviously, from what I caught on Monday, the river's firing really well. Live herring, first catch a live herring. There's plenty of them uh, if you know where to look. Uh, anywhere where the tide tide lines meet. Is a, is a use your sounder, you'll soon find them. Catch them a little number 10 bait jigs, keep them alive. And when you're drifting along the wall, you put the hook, you have a fish with a, a hook with no set, right? So it must be straight. And you put the hook under the chin and out through the nose. And the reason for doing that is if you fish it the other way around, you'll just keep snagging. Right. So you, you want the bait, the bait will naturally swim upright. And the hook, if you keep the hook point, the hook point pointing up, as I said, from under the chin out the nose, you don't snag all the time. You can soon pick the mugs. They, they watch you catching fish. And the minute they try and do what you're doing, they snag all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are being caught. Some of the fish are being caught on lures, on plastic. So it's, look, it's, it's, if you've got the time and it's a nice afternoon, you'll, uh, you'll obviously catch some very good fish. And uh, don't, just don't take too many. Uh, there's been plenty of uh, schoolies up here. The kids caught a few on the weekend. School Mulloway and Flat and Flathead up here at Jersey. And there's been plenty of bass at, uh, between Kempsey and Green, uh, well, from Green Hills up to uh, um, uh, up to Belgrave Falls. But yeah, on Monday you had to dodge the bullets up there. Apparently, so other than that, we're pretty right. There was that little incident with the, the highway being shut. You know that. No, I didn't hear no, about two it. Two clowns, like, oh, three clowns. Oh, yeah, they're, they're firing out of a ute or something, a black, yeah. Yeah, they shot their mate. They killed their mate at, at Fernbank Creek down at Port Macquarie. They shot three people as they drove along the highway, just random shootings. And then the coppers got them at, uh, behind Woolworths at Kempsey. But the whole place was the whole place was in lockdown up in there, and the highway too, for a couple of hours. That's right. They're in a black Mercedes dual cap. Like, it's yeah, not hard to find, is it? I presume from somebody. Yeah. They wouldn't have had the money to buy it themselves. No. <laughs> no. They had a really nice dog. I feel sorry for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. Thank you, Laurie. Uh, with that, I'll leave you go. But, yeah, it's, uh, you'd be kind to all those government departments too, Kieran. <laughs> I heard you yesterday. Yeah, I learned off you. Hey, no, Captain yep. Cranky's been parked. I've, I've, now that I've retired, I leave... Unless it's really serious, I'll leave Captain Cranky parked in the garage. Oh, okay. So, well, no, 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 no. But what you see, what you really see. No, wait a minute. Al's going to read something to you. The, now, the Joe Halen, Minister for Transport, yeah. there was a story on page five of the Telegraph yesterday. Yeah, Minister that's like, the front page of the Herald. Yeah, Minister likes being kept in the dark. Yeah, I know, I saw that. So that says it all, doesn't it? Much, yeah, no, she's no, a mushroom. The front page of the Australian. And you let me tell you, tomorrow, when everybody's back at work, there's going to be some... I'll, I'll, I'll guarantee you there's at least two people don't have a job tomorrow. <laughs> yes. They're working on the bypass at um, Coffs Harbour. Okay. If you read the front page of the Aussie, you know, if it, well, let me tell you, if it was me and I was a minister, I'd be really into it. Yeah. But anyway, that's life. But you, what you're seeing is ministers who are not very experienced. Yeah. Uh, and who've been thrust into jobs way above their capacity, um, making little mistakes because they've also got very young puppy staff who are all all got PhDs in political science but have actually never had a job. Yes. And that all this is what you're seeing. You're seeing these people have just taken over. They haven't been in less than 12 months. Takes a while. Let me tell you, it takes a while to to be a good minister. I'll, uh, you know, there's some people have got it and some people ain't. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Okay, Laurie, thanks for that. Have I'll a say, great day. Just, just before you go, I'll, I'll, say what, I'll back up what you just said there. The people that I spoke to up at Blake's Marine yesterday all said, you know, as far as the government is concerned, what a shame there's no Duncan Gay and Melinda Pavey. Of course, nothing's happening. That's right. Yep. Well, hang on. Can you tell me any any of the people who are who, who know what they're doing in, in, in fishing and boating 
are on any committees with the government or on any advisory role? No. No, no one. I don't even know who they are. Never yeah. heard of them. So yeah. good luck. Okay. I'm Thanks, tired. Laurie. I'm having a good time. Okay. So, yeah. Laurie McInerney from Southwest Rocks. We'll take a break. Imitators come and go, but there is only one John Laws. $228 million is going to be spent on 3,000 extra staff for Centrelink and Medicare. 3,000 more staff for Centrelink and Medicare. That's one way to reduce unemployment numbers, employ more people in Centrelink. But are you really telling me the truth when you say your children won't visit you because you won't give them money? Correct. They wanted more money and they tried to hold us to ransom. Give us more money and we take away the grandkids. I said, we'll take away the grandkids. I think you should run for politician and you'd win hands down. No, well, I don't think that'd be a good idea. I'm too honest to be a politician. You're right. See see how clever you are? John Lewis Show, weekdays from 9am on 2SM. For the toughest jobs, at home or on the job site, you need the toughest gear. For almost 50 years, Sherlock Wheelbarrows have been hard at work for the weekend warrior and tradie alike. They make moving mulch, bricks, concrete and waste around the home or job site easier because Sherlock lasts longer. Lighten your load with Sherlock. Visit the full range at sherlocklastlonger.com.au. Available at Bunnings Warehouse. There's a conversation going on. It's a conversation that will never end. Radio 2SM is at the centre of it all. Connecting you to what really matters. To the issues you care about. To the debate you want to be part of. This is Radio 2SM. Finance Easy understands that recent times may have been uncertain for business owners and they'll make it simple to get you finance at competitive rates. Finance Easy takes the hassle out of borrowing money, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. No more meetings with bank managers, no reams of paperwork, just a few clicks on the website. Visit financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian credit licence number 392-182. Get a great deal more with Kubota's in-stock catalogue. Check out Kubota's excavators, mowers, utility vehicles, generators and tractor range, which perfectly match to Kubota's land pride attachments. All available for immediate delivery. Let Kubota help to get your property ready for summer. With package deals, competitive finance rates and extended warranties, there's never been a better time to get yourself into a new Kubota machine. Visit kubota.com.au to view the in-stock catalogue now. 2SM, Sydney's talking. 2SM, 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Welcome back to High Tide, Alan, Kieran and Grant. We're going overseas together, are we? Over to the Solomon Islands. Peter Sayer, good morning. There we go. I haven't got any palm, uh, balmy palm music in the background, but anyway, we'll make do with the wind that we have right now. Oh, you've got a bit of wind, have you? <laughs> yeah, we've got a bit. We've got to rank it up in uh, Gizzo, <clears throat> Gizzo Harbour. We've got about uh, 25, 30 knots blowing through and gusts, and that's not the most pleasant day, but that's what we have, so we'll make the best of it. That's all you can do. Not going for a dive? Uh, probably will. It doesn't <laughs> blow that much underwater. No. <laughs> Just a matter of getting to that location. There's a good shipwreck here, which we'll probably go and visit again. The um, Tawa Maru. But, oh, um, yes, yeah. Yeah, we're starting to make um, plans to return to Australia, which I thought I might give a quick little talk about today. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay, so we've got to start to plan for a five-day passage to get back to Australia. We've got some 840 miles to go. Um, now, what, what we will look for is a weather window. So we need a window which is of a calm for five days or which will start to blow in the right direction when we depart or the right direction behind us when we leave. Now, we, we, we're not a yacht, so we're not um, bound tightly by that. We can always push into a head sea, but we, just for our own comfort and safety, we just like it as calm as we can get it. 
And that looks like it's going to start to occur around about the 15th or the 16th, which will get us back into um, Australia around about the 20th or something around that mark. Uh, And the issue we have then is we try to plan our arrivals for a um, weekday, only because they often hit you up a a bigger fee to clear customs and immigration on a weekend. So we've just got to be careful how we do it. But um, uh, at this stage, you probably have us um, looking at getting in around about Monday or Tuesday, um, the 20th. And what do they charge for customs and quarantine coming in? Um, that's a good question because it varies. It costs us more to get out of the country than it does to keep into the country, I'm thinking. Because <laughs> they, they, they changed their name. They're now known as uh, Home Security, which I thought was a Tupperware company. Um, no, sorry, Home Affairs, it's called. Not Home Security, Home Affairs, it's called now, um, which encompasses customs, uh, immigration and uh, border force. So very, right. it's strange. Um, it'll cost us uh, probably around about uh, five or $600 just to clear in, and that'll get rid of some of our garbage that we have on board, any, any food or stuff like that that gets um, confiscated. Now, we'll need enough food, of course, to do a five-day passage, but... Uh, what we've got to be careful of is what we can bring back into the country. So there's no point in stocking up with you know, tons and tons of fruit and veg and um, meat and stuff like that, cheeses and milk and that, because we won't be able to bring in the country. Right. And they charge us to um, to discharge it once we get there because it's got to go through a biosecurity plan. So it's a bit of an issue that we have. Okay, interesting. So, so we move on with a voyage plan, which has got to entail crew and um, uh uh, the direction we're going to go, how fast we're going to go, and how much fuel we have on board, how much fuel we'll have on arrival, and what our stability conditions will be on arrival as well. We don't want to arrive with uh, um, empty fuel tanks, um, that's for sure. Uh, we need at least a minimum of 30% reserve, and we'll probably have a 100% reserve. Um, and we'll ballast down very heavy with our fresh water tanks. Our silage tanks will, will change over on the voyage, um, but we'll keep them uh, with a bit of silage as well and discharge that before we get into the Australian coast. Yeah. Um, once we find a discharge area that we're allowed to do that in, which there is many, um, we'll discharge that, that amount of ballast as well. So we'll probably, um, by the time we finish the voyage, we'll probably have used around about one tonne of water and um, we'll probably have about one, one tonne of silage on board also. So how many have you got coming on the trip home? And we've got three of us coming on the trip home. Um, it's Michelle and myself, and um, we've managed to pick up a retired foreign-going master who's a friend of mine, so he's, he's got a pretty good idea of all this sort of stuff as well. Oh. Um, now the reason we have three is that uh, makes the watches much easier, number one, yeah. and um, it also pacifies the insurance companies who demand that we have two, and demand that Michelle and I must be on board and up to one other person, sorry, a minimum of one other person. So right. get a bit fussy on that, and I've, I've got to remain the captain. So I've so, got to pull rank. So you get a, do you do two on four off or three on six off? Um, we'll probably decide that as we go. Um, I'm a bit of a, a, a prefer a three on six off. Yes. Uh, then a four on eight off. Um, and only because during the day we tend to share it around a lot, and I like to have a bit of a, a kip during the day and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And you know, we just we just work that one by by um, plan. There are of course a lot to do um, um, eight on than sixteen off, and that's nah, uh, no, no, too long for <laughs> one person for an eight hour watch. That's no, yeah. no. I used to do I used to do um, we done five hour watches on a boat I was on with, with no water pilot. I'll tell you by the time you finish that through the night, your eyes your eyes feel like they're going to fall out of their head and your arms were like gorilla arms. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we'll move along a bit. Uh, there's fuel on the way. I'm planning to burn approximately 3,000 litres on the mains. It was 105 hours, so we need uh, 3,000 litres. So I'll make sure we've got at least 6,000. And then the um, the generators burn a bit too, not a, not a whole lot, but we'll, we'll get them into it. You never know also if you're going to hit a head current. Yes. So what happens with your head, head current and what happens? So um, we have a um, an emergency plan as well. Um, and which would be where can we go to if the weather changes and uh, where can we get medical help if we need it, what are the safe entries on the way. And the, the obvious one is uh, around about 74 hours out of here we'll come down through the um, Louisiana Archipelago of um, Papua New Guinea. Yeah. 
um, you know, we can we can't stop there and anchor up and go ashore or anything like that because we're not clearing into the country. However, if we did have an emergency um, situation, there's usually international anchorages of which there are in this area, which we could utilise to make any any short repairs or anything like that we need to do or sort out a, a medical issue on the boat or even go back up into Milne Bay um, to get um, any, any issues sorted out that we can't sort out out at sea. Yeah. Um, so the arrivals, we need to also plan to arrive, preferably in daylight, um, only because we've got to find somewhere to anchor up coming through the river tonight, which I can do because I'm, I know the area quite well around Cairns and Port Douglas, um, but we can come in through the reef in daylight, so that's the preferred way to do. Um, preferably go straight into the Customs Clearance Wharf, uh, which is part of the uh, Marla Marina in Cairns, and uh, tie up that way without having to anchor off and wait for customs. And you know, there might be a day if, they, if they're not planning things, but um, usually you can um, let them know 96 hours in advance that we'll be there and what time we'll be there. Yeah. Uh, that's often a bit of a difficult one because so we've changed this in 96 hours quite some. Um, but we'll give, them, we'll give them a rough idea when we're going to be there anyway. And um, and we don't want to get there at like 3 o'clock in the morning when you're trying to anchor and you're seeing what other boats are around and haven't got lights on and that sort of stuff. If in the harbour or, or you're anchoring outside of the harbour and you're rolling around a lot. Um, so then when we, we finally pull up at, a, um, at the Customs Wharf, They'll put on border force first, and they want to see our, um, our passports. And that's the other thing which I should have done at the start. Better reminder that is the um, clearance out of um, um, out of the Solomon Islands. So we have to get a clearance uh, to actually leave the country. And they know, want to know who's leaving on the boat, and are we taking anyone else out of the country, or is there um, any port fees or anything owing before we leave here? Right. So there's a bit of a clearance there. So then we, we get into um, Australia. They'll look at our passports and the uh, ship's papers. They'll pull them all out and say, all right, you left, uh, left Honiara uh, five days ago. In, in our case, we're a single bit clearing from Gizo. Um, you left there five days ago. You're on passage. Did you stop anywhere? Yes, no. Did you pick up any um, strange um, plastic wrap bags of anything? <laughs> 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 anything like that. Um, on, on occasion, so I put the dogs over to have a sniff around. Yeah. Um, we've only, you know, only had that a uh, times. Um, and then we uh, they would look over the boat, and then everyone goes through. So we've got the party come on board. We've got uh, home affairs, as I was talking about. Then we've got biosecurity to come on. And then last of all, which I think is ridiculous, they put health on board. Uh, <laughs> health to make, last. To make sure. <laughs> so you know, the Ruby Princess Mark II. Yeah. Um, to my way of thinking, health should be the first thing. Yeah. Um, they come on board. Um, now, how they should know that the ship is uh, safe, we fly the a yellow Q flag. Yes. Um, which is um, uh, yeah. requesting um, clearance and uh, um, mental block just now for exactly the, exactly the Q flag um, name. But anyway, uh, so it's requesting clearance and the ship is healthy. Um, if the ship isn't healthy, um, uh, we put up two flags requesting critique. That's the word I was looking for. So the Q flag puts up critique, um, it's a, a yellow flag, which you'll often see on ships coming in. Uh, if the ship's unhealthy, you fly Q, two Q flags, and um, they'll put you to a quarantine anchorage and tell you to wait there till your ship's healthy. Um, so hopefully we don't have to do that one, which is um, the request we had uh, when we were doing... Um, uh, COVID-19 clearance into Cairns from Papua New Guinea some time ago. <coughs> um, so once that's all done, they all get on board. We take down the, the uh, Q flag and we keep the Australian flag flying and uh, we've, we're free to, to do whatever you want to do in Australia, which would be plug into a marina berth, which we'll have to organise also at uh, Cairns, and uh, tie the boat up, put the shore power on, shut the generators off and go and have a beer. <laughs> so it's not a straightforward thing. There's a lot of planning involved, and you can't just say, oh, "I'll go from here to there" type of thing. No, unfortunately, and the other unfortunate thing is, if we were to go from here to Papua New Guinea, which we wouldn't mind doing actually and stopping for a while, um, if we come from the uh, EU, um, we can go straight there and just get visa on arrival. But from Australia, we have a um, about a two to four week wait. Uh, and we have to get a, a visa before arrival. 
um, to which we have to state what, what day we'll be there, when we'll be there and that sort of stuff. So um, that's a bit complicated uh, when you're waiting for weather windows and arriving by yacht and that sort of stuff. It's okay if you're going in on a 737 or something, but uh, when you're arriving on a yacht, um, or, uh, in particular a yacht, because the wind stops, it could be two days late, it could be two days early that you haven't got control of the weather. Um, we're a little more fortunate we can punch into a bit of a heavy sea and make progress without too much change to our itinerary but um, yeah the entry into Papua New Guinea is complicated for Australians Mm. okay well good luck with it all Pete and uh, hopefully we'll see well we might talk to you next weekend see how it's all going we should be pretty close to Australia by then and um, hopefully (laughs) don't don't you love Starlink Oh, the Starlink Stabless, it, it has really changed the ability to go cruising. Yes. And, uh, and uh, in our case, we run a business as well. So yeah. we're still able to run the business. And, um, yeah, it's um, just a fantastic thing. Not to mention I can get updates on, on the weather. Weather, the that's way. right, yes. Um, if we have a medical issue, I can send a photo off to the, the, the medical team and say, what do I do with this? You know, do I yeah. cut this leg off or do I leave it, leave it attached yeah. at the other end? Yeah. Um, it's, it's just so good. It is a brilliant piece of equipment. Okay. Thanks, Pete. Great to catch up. We'll talk to you next weekend. Have a great day. Okay, bye. Peter Sayer and the Solomons. And it's interesting, the planning of what you've got to do and how you've got to do things to, to get in and out. I did it when I flew it's over. It's not as simple as people think. I'll just buy a boat and just go travelling. Well, I've taken the plane across to New Zealand and back again and clearing uh, outbound at Lord Howe Island and then clearing at Norfolk and then into New Zealand. And the same coming back when you come into Lord Howe. Had to clear customs quarantine, and the police officer does the, all the jobs, but he's got to change vests and do this, and they charge you for each individual inspection, and it's a one person doing it all. It's not his fault. It's just that's the rules. See, many years ago, there was no such thing as the charges yes. of of pulling up and uh, yeah. I want to go for a swim or it's whatever. Cost recovery, Kieran. Oh yeah, cost it's... recovery. We'll take a break, and it's the high tide in the super network. Weekend Mornings with Pete Davis. I had a farmer from Coonabarabin and he said that they're getting half the amount of money for their cattle now, but unfortunately, in the supermarkets, the meat prices are still very high. Pete Davis. Has Sydney talking. I was at a farm and a lady there grows cabbages. They're selling them in Coles and Woolworths for $5 and she gets 30 cents for them. So, you know, everyone's being nailed to the wall by the big supermarkets and, and nothing's happening. 2SM has Sydney talking. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to Razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's Razorback4x4.com.au. Want accurate weight and ADG for every animal in your mob or herd? Consider True Test Walk Over Weighing. It's precision livestock farming where you can capture weights on every animal, not just a selection of them. With automated weighing and drafting you can trust, you can make decisions on your top and bottom performers with ease. With 24-7 support every step of the way. Get True Test Walk Over Weighing working for you. Phone 1-800-248-774 or visit truetest.com. Sherlock Wheelbarrows for almost 50 years make moving mulch, bricks, concrete and waste around the home or job site easier. Sherlock lasts longer. Sherlock. View the full range at sherlocklastlonger.com.au Available at Bunnings Warehouse. With 20 tab tracks across New South Wales and plenty of greyhound racing action daily, thedogs.com.au is the home for everything greyhound racing. Watch all New South Wales greyhound racing live plus view on-demand replays and get expert form analysis and tips on every race. The Black Book function allows you to add your chosen dogs and trainers to let you know when they're running next and update you with their results. It's the one-stop shop for greyhound racing. Visit thedogs.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Weddings and other group functions are par for the course at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. In their beautifully appointed clubhouse overlooking the picturesque 18th Green, Twin Creeks can create an event for you your family and friends will really enjoy. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks friendly function staff on 9670 
1-800-188-8888. If you're looking for the best age care for your mum or dad, Widden is the answer. Learn about Widden's unique wellbeing programs, superb food and dining, and award-winning relationship-based care at widden.com.au. News, sport, talk. 2SM 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Up before the sun with a can of worms running with my friend. Welcome back to High Tide. Kieran Allen and Grant in the studio. Let's go to Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle. I think the boss is at work today. Morning, Matt. Good morning. Happy Sunday, people. Uh, the boss, the boss is the ANZ Bank. Uh, but, um, yeah, how um, what's happening outside today? It's going to be nice and warm up here today. Yeah, we've got 38 at Windsor today. Well, it's, uh, it's not, I don't like that. <laughs> about a nice 30 is all right. Um, what, uh, that northerly wind, not so much today. It's, felt, it's slackened off. It was blue basically all yesterday, Norris. I don't know what it was like in Sydney. But um, I think there's a southerly change coming tomorrow. Um, tomorrow morning, sometime or tomorrow afternoon, I think. Um, but uh, other than that, the conditions aren't too bad considering. Um, how did the race tips go? Uh, two out of four. Uh, that's all right. That's yeah. racing goes. That's pretty good. Yes. We all behaved ourselves on Melbourne Cup Day, did we? I never had a bet. I behaved myself very well. Okay. When you say that, that sounds like someone else might have. Uh, no, I've, in the background. no, no. Kieran's just out at the moment, but he had a bet. I think he picked up the winner in a second. Yeah. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. Um, now, what have we got? Uh, a few reports from yesterday. A few snapper. I don't know. Did Tony mention yesterday? They did get a couple of nice snapper up at the sisters during the week. Um, Laurie Chatter took some takes up there, and I got a seven kilo one, and then I got an eight kilo one the next day, and nice. that's the only two fish they caught in the two trips. But that's all you really need. Um, Peter Silcock, some nice uh, pan-sized reds around the outer light during the week, and on the way home at Middle Island, picked himself up a jewfish that looks twenty-five pound in the old days, and that's a solid fish, um, which. As he's going back to the boat ramp, that western side of Middle Island on the change of tide, just dropping a live date down there on the drop-off. Because um, <clears throat> he launches at Lemontree Passage, so he's on his way back, and then he picked up one on the way home. So that was all good. Some flathead um, starting to appear, so more reports of flathead, Red Patch Point, Sandy Point, up into Salamander Bay there at Roywood Reserve. Um, some of the guys got across yesterday in that nor'easter, which would have been a punish going across there. But once you're on the other side, um, just working that rock wall at the shortcut, um, on the eastern side of Corrie Island there. They've got some nice flathead there on plastics. Um, reports of whiting off the beach, but they're only getting a couple. There's no numbers of significance yet, so still waiting for the water to warm up. Where are we? The 12th is the 11th. Well, we're three weeks away. Um, but hopefully we get a decent run this year because we haven't had... Uh, we didn't have much of a crack at them last year, and then even the year before wasn't so fast as well. Uh, crabs? Uh, no, I haven't had any reports of crabs. Lots of guys out trying. Um, the odd mud crab, but nothing worth mentioning at this stage. So, again, with the crabs, we're probably due for a good year of crabbing as well. Um, some jewfish off the main break wall. So the word on the street was last week, a couple taken off there. Um, but I don't know specifically. The guy, I know the guys that were down there fishing for them, and there were some big scales there. So I'd say if you want to fish the main break wall for jewfish, just fish to change your tide with live bait in the evening, and then um, you're in with a shot, I'd say. Uh, Fingal boat is still getting some tailor there. The odd brim at the spit, um, still getting the odd brim off the beaches as well. Um, and then hopefully that water warms up with some more um, southerly changes come through when we get a good run of whiting out of the Hunter River. So that will be exciting too. Um, and some lobsters. They're starting to pick up a few lobsters. So they, um, they slackened off a little bit. So you could drop the traps at the western side. Oh, sorry. The Yakaba headland, which is the northern um, headland of the port. Um, and normally on that um, southern side, you'll see the traps out there or down around Fingal Island they put them down there as well or down further down towards Boat Harbour if you wanted so just remember you can have one lobster trap and uh, two crab traps so there you go that'll be us for Sunday the uh, 12th or the 11th 2023 Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle Salamander Bay Salamander Way Coles Express Service Station 4982071 and how much is the fuel? Yeah, I didn't want to start. <laughs> Everyone's up. We, I wanted to leave on a high, Alan. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me go outside. No, when I say go outside, I've got to walk four feet to the... This. Okay, uh, yeah, nothing good in here, people. So unleaded, 219.9, yeah. V-Power 242.9. Yeah. The diesel, gosh, 
the diesel that I have to buy, 222.9, no, I won't be buying it here. And then um, our fancy diesel's only just a bit more, 231.9. My God, is it like that in Sydney or similar? What's that? Is it similar? I assume that's It's right. similar, yeah. The, the fuel's been stubbornly high the last few weeks, and they, they blame the war and the Israeli thing, and I think it's just an excuse to put the prices oh, up. Yeah, I think they can blame a lot of things. They can blame war. There's always a war. Um, yeah. yeah, they're not... They're not bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I know this. I should have either gone into banking, been a politician, or um, or done something with petrol, I think. There's my, there's my thoughts, but it's too late now. Fishing shop it is. Okay. Thanks <laughs> for that, Matt. You have a great week, Tabs. Talk to you next Saturday. Okay, bye. That's Matt from Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle. Love it, Salamander Bay. Kieran? Yes. Fishing's all right up there? Yes. <laughs> He wasn't listening to it. <laughs> That's all right. That's no problems. Who are we talking to after six o'clock? We're going to speak to Melinda Pavey. Melinda Pavey, for sure. Mrs. Simpson's Timmy little boy. Simpson's coming up straight away. And yes. uh, what will be interesting is the articles that he wrote about your... Uh, North Bank Boats. North Bank Boats. Yep, he's tested them. And uh, I'll get him to talk about one of the exotic places that he's fished around the world. There's plenty of those, don't worry. And Bertie's, hopefully we'll get hold of him. He's still off Newcastle, going round round in circles on that little cruise boat. <laughs> he's Port Stephens or Newcastle now. He's off Anna Bay. Yeah, That's where he is, basically. Where's he at? Yeah? yeah, he's off Anna Bay. That's yeah. where they are. It's just doing loops. <laughs> Do one day clockwise and one day anti-clockwise. Yeah, okay. he just said all he had to do is nail one foot to the ground and he'll go That's around it. in circles. Okay. We'll be back with more of High Tide After News, 13, 12, 69, if you'd like to give us a call. Talk overnight. Just laying on the lounge, I, ha- I just had a bowl of ice cream. I was being naughty. I put it on the ground and I heard this thing walk down the stairs and I thought it was the cat. Put my hand down the pad and I thought, that's not a cat. It does seem that there are more diseases around these days that can be easily picked up. In terms of health, we really need to educate ourselves in relation to what's going on. On the way in here for the 98, everything was over $2, yeah. We've been ripped off for years and what do we do about it? Nothing. Talk overnight. 